All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Staff for 4 o'clock, how are you? Jason Greger, Connor Halley. The Greger Show is presented by Play PlayAlberta.ca. Uh, you can get in the game. Now, I, I, anybody out there, let me know. What, what do you feel tonight? Kenneth Walker, the third, or his uh, his running mate at receiver? Who would uh, who would you dress if you could? You know, just just wondering. There's a chance you know Metcalf, Walker in a full PPR league as a flex. Playoffs on the line. I'm going with Metcalf, but uh, just because the Eagles being very good against runners, so. I do have an eight-point lead, um, and the guy I'm playing has uh, Seattle's other wide receiver, so lock it. So we'll see. But was thinking about the safe play. Walker might be a safer play potentially, but I think Metcalf has uh, more potential. So that's what I'm going with. God, I hope I win. Cons, did you make? Uh, did you make the playoffs? Touchy subject. <laughs> uh. <laughs> No, I didn't. I, I finished. You missed the playoffs. Finished third in points scored. Missed the playoffs. Oh, so geez. I love yeah. the excuse. I like how you start with the excuse. I was third in well, points scored. It's not an excuse. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. I was third and somehow didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, well, probably because you score a lot of points. Something you're inconsistent, right? You can I, score a lot of goals and then you suck the next week. I was pretty consistent. It was just you know matchups. So we'll bounce back next year strong. No worries. Wow, that is uh, how many team league? Twelve. And how many make the playoffs? Six. What? Eight. I don't know. You don't even know? I have no idea. 
I'm not in it. I just I've I've turned it off. I don't. How can you not know how many teams make the playoffs in your league? Well, no wonder you didn't make the playoffs. You don't even know who's in the, <laughs> making the playoffs. I was uh, very bitter about the way that league went down. So I thought about releasing Jalen Hurts and releasing all my star talent because it's not a keeper, oh. and just making some mayhem in the league. But mm. I don't want to be that guy either. But yeah, oh, I was yeah, uh, quite wrong. frustrated. You sound like a real good loser right there. Real well, good loser. <laughs> I mean, what are the. Jeez, you and Carius, you guys should get together. Okay, Carius didn't win, did he? he hasn't, no, he hasn't won a game. Okay, well, let's not compare well, my, hey. my elite team hey. that had bad well, matchups to his team that well, never won a no, game. Did you make the playoffs? No. Did Carius make the playoffs? No, but he I didn't think that's win a, a game. Pretty, I think it's a pretty big similarity. Are you going to compare the, I don't know, a team that misses the playoffs by two games to the Detroit Lions that never won? Well, did they both miss the playoffs? Oh, yeah. Well, so they have things in common. Well, of course. A team makes the playoff in the wild card spot, and a team wins the Super Bowl. Are you going to compare those two because they have that in common? They both made the playoffs. Oh, well, they're playoff teams, yeah. But the question was, well, I didn't ask are they champions. I just said, did they make the playoffs or not? Well, did they miss the playoffs? So. Well, now you know what, Gregor. I hope you lose, <laughs> so you can be right there with me as a non-winner. No, no, I made the playoffs. <laughs> this is playoff week for us. Uh, it's win so, or nothing. Win uh, or nothing. Uh, it's, that is true, though. But I'm in, so uh, hopefully I win. <laughs> Uh, let's get to the uh, football report brought to you. I didn't even know Connor missed the playoffs. Wow. I thought he was at least going to make the playoffs. You can't even ask me if he won. Uh, that's a tough one. Uh, let's get to the uh, footy report brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of the no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. Go to legacyheating.ca. Uh, Andy Petrillo from uh, CBC Sports and uh, One Soccer joins us. And do you play fantasy football? Uh, I do not. No, no that is my that, my husband loves it. That is his area of expertise. And I know when he's winning and I know when he's losing based on his reaction to games. Oh, okay. I just want to enjoy my Eagles. That's oh, all, Jason. I just want to enjoy uh, my it. Eagles. So do you play any fantasy sports like fantasy hockey, anything? No, you know what? I don't. Although, because of covering hockey for a thousand and one years, all my friends will always send me messages asking me to do the picks for them. Mm-hmm. So in some weird way, I guess I do play, but if they win, which some of them have, I never reap the benefits of it. I can't oh, wow. I can't deal with that stress. Wow. If I'm part of any fantasy league, it takes all the joy of watching the game away. <laughs> You can't do it. I can't well, do it. No, that's fair. That, that, <laughs> there is something to be said about that, especially when you have a guy in fantasy who's playing against your favorite team, and you're like, "Well, I want my team to win, but I want this guy to get like three touchdowns." So it's yeah, can be challenging. I can't be conflicted that way. I just, no. I simply Not cannot. I... So for my own sanity, I stay away. Okay. Um, the <laughs> MLS has made a decision yeah. to uh, stay away from uh, the U.S. <laughs> Open Cup, um, which yeah. is kind of like the national title. What do you make of this decision? Yeah, this is garnering a lot of mixed emotions. Um, the U.S. Open Cup, I mean, it's that tournament itself was founded like in 1914. It is like the oldest tournament in the United States. Major League Soccer teams, of course, started participating in 1996 when mm-hmm. the league launched. So needless to say, they've been doing this for a really long time. And it's like the FA Cup over in England. So you have like 100 teams because it's not just MLS. It's like every division, pro division yeah. and semi-pro division of soccer in the U.S. who vie for this national title. But this past year, they introduced a new competition called League's Cup, which includes the Liga MX, the Mexican teams. And the commissioner, Don Garber, was like, we're playing too many games. LAFC, one of the teams who went you know, pretty far, last year played 53 games. So already MLS had their radar up going, too many games that they're playing, something's got to give. And with League's Cup being so successful, they're like, well, what's got to give 
is the U.S. Open Cup. Mm. So what's going to happen is it's going to essentially be like minor hockey. Um, it's going to be the minor team. So the MLS next pro teams who will compete on behalf of the MLS clubs for uh, the U.S. Open. But the question I have here is because it's worth noting, yeah, like what whoever about wins the, the... – yeah, Go ahead. Pardon? No, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to – I was going to say, whoever wins the U.S. Open Cup also gets a berth into the CONCACAF Champions Cup, <laughs> yes. which is huge. So now I'm thinking, if you're the, like, you know, for lack of a better term, if you're the minor team that went out and won it all, and now Champions Cup starts in February, do the big boys come on in and say, thanks for your service, boys, mm-hmm. but now we're going to take it from here. Yeah. Like, it's kind of a jerk move a little bit, right? So, it's, I mean, that's why it's garnering a lot of mixed emotions right now because we're just not quite sure how it's going to play out. So, what about, uh, what does this mean for the Canadian Championship? Anything? Uh, that will not change because uh, we don't have as many Canadian clubs in Canada, even though the competition's growing with League One teams joining as well, it's still not the amount of games. Like, I think we end up having like 14 clubs competing in it compared to, like I just said, like 100 uh, in the U.S. So it's not that many games. Um, you know, Toronto FC, CF Montreal, Vancouver Whitecaps, your big boys, they will continue to participate in the Canadian Championship. So at least that you know, will remain like a top priority, the Voyagers Cup, um, getting the national title. And that too, by the way, acts as a qualifier for CONCACAF Champions Cup. So that won't be touched. But in the States, there's a lot of mixed emotions about it for sure. And um, Calgary FC, who uh, will host Orlando for the Champions Cup, but it's not yeah. going to be in Alberta. It's not going to be in their home and in the home province of the home city because it's in February and the weather. And I'm guessing there's cost. You got to melt the field or thaw the field. I should say probably better term. So yeah. they're going to play it in <laughs> Vancouver, correct? Well, I mean, you're out. You tell me what the weather's like in February in Alberta, right? Well, like, right now would be unreal. You should just play it right well, now. It's like plus six yeah. there. <laughs> well, and this is exactly like this is. This is what we face in Canada, right? It is really tough because a lot of the places, obviously, um, we all experience winter. Vancouver has the most mild, right? So out in British Columbia, obviously, it's pretty mild. But I remember even when Toronto FC, you know, being perennial contenders, they too were in Champions Cup. So they would play in February. They would consistently, as we know, like would make MLS Cup final, which would be early December. But they spend so much money, Jason. They have MLSE money where they actually do have this whole system under the field that heats the field. And to your point, it thaws it out. So even though we're freezing our bunzolas off in the stands, on the pitch, it's actually heated. When you're, a, I mean, a CPL, they don't have that kind of money. Echo Field out in, you know, Spruce Meadows there, they don't have that kind of money. I mean, you get people like me standing there with a blow dryer trying to melt the ice. So they just, they can't predict what the weather's going to be like in February. They did look elsewhere. Like they wanted to come to Commonwealth Stadium mm-hmm. in Edmonton. They thought, okay, maybe we'll play there because they are playing Orlando MLS Club. They figured it could garner some attention, more seats and everything too. But there's like a, a World Cup event already happening there. So that's not available to them. So they have to play at a Starlight Stadium where their competitors, Pacific FC and the CPL, play at it. But just as I came on to talk to you, I also found out the Vancouver Whitecaps, who have made the CONCACAF Champions Cup as our Canadian champions, uh, they host Tigres, and a Mexican side, and they too now are going to be playing at a Starlight Stadium because BC Place apparently has a home and garden show. Like, <gasps> oh, okay. I mean, honestly, I, I, I mean, this, I feel like we could have a different kind of debrief, Jason, still on the state 
of soccer in this country. Like I get it. It's tough. The winters, we don't necessarily have the money, especially when you want these grass fields to thaw them out, like you said, to heat them up. But we also, in many ways, are even competing with just other entities for our own space. Like BC Place doesn't belong to Vancouver Whitecaps. So like even this massive Champions Cup tournament, which you do get cash, pretty good cash, the further you go in this tournament, like you're getting, you got, you're getting booted out of your home because of the home and garden show. Like there's still a lot to, to debate about soccer and, you know, it's, it's place kind of on the ladder of priorities and sports in this country. I mean, that's a real bummer for Vancouver. I feel for them. Um, but I will say this starlight stadium out in uh, like Langley, BC, they're like, all right, more the merrier. We're just hosting everybody here. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess uh, good for them. Also, uh, Diana Matheson's Project 8 announced that uh, more team signings will be announced in the uh, the new year. Um, what uh, what more do you want to see from this league, uh, you know, f- to get it off the ground, Andy? Well, I mean, obviously, team announcements are key. So right now, she has made the announcement of three. So it's called Project 8 for a reason, right? You want eight teams. And quite frankly, what makes leagues successful, what garners more sponsorship, what just flat-out garners more attention – is when you have more teams. So you're kind of looking at that minimum of eight. So right now being at three, still wanting to launch in 2025, you have to start announcing more franchises. So when she says that's going to happen in the new year, that's a really good sign. I'm I'm guessing now she said multiple announcements. So that's got to be minimum two. I really hope it's three, at least get it to six. And then hopefully as the year goes on, you'll get the two. Um, but I mean, so A, that's exciting, but B, the next thing of course is going to be venues. And here we are just talking right now about the struggle of even some of these clubs, depending on what competition they are playing at what time of year here in Canada, what venues are they going to be playing out of? Um, is there going to be some sort of partnership with the Canadian Premier League to share venues? It's a big expense. It's a big cost. And you wonder just, you know, if that type of partnership will happen. Um, But, uh, you know, there's still a lot to be done behind the scenes. Um, They said they're going to have a merchandise drop as well, which leads me to believe that maybe they're going to start to at least come up with logos, colors, like a color scheme, like all these, all these types of things that we sometimes take for granted as fans. Those are all the little things they have to think about behind the scenes. But uh, she really kind of has like a year and a half and there's a ton of work that still needs to be done. Yeah, well, it would seem like uh, she's got to have, you know, obviously lots of help uh, behind the scenes. I I think some people maybe underestimate the challenges of starting up a league. Well, and here's something else that I learned. Um, So, you know, the Professional Women's Hockey League, which is going to launch on, on January 1st. If you recall, about a month or so ago, they did this launch of their jerseys, which a lot of people were upset about because it literally was just like a color, whatever color that team chose. And it was just the name, right? Like. Toronto, Montreal, Boston. And everyone's like, how uncreative? Like, what is this? Well, talking to people behind the scenes, I discovered, because these are just like, why would I care about this? These are just things that I'm learning though, right? If they wanted to have proper logo, proper jersey, basically, you know, look like an NHL team, they would have had to have gotten all those designs into the manufacturers by like July. They didn't have their draft 
until September 18th. They didn't really like they made their league announcement at the end of June. There is no way realistically that they would have had all that come together to ship it off to the manufacturers to have it in time for the Jan 1 2024 game, because a lot of it is also just it takes time to make these things and B, everything's backed up because of the pandemic. So it's like, oh, that's why they kind of went with everything being so generic with their jerseys and stuff. Right. So now I look at Project 8 and Diana has said the same thing because apparently she was saying with one of the clubs, they wanted a certain color. And the manufacturers were like, yeah, that color's going to be out of stock for like the next two years. So choose another one. And it's like, oh, my goodness, like all these things you just don't even think about again as a fan. Of course, when the jerseys launched, we as fans love to complain if it looks good or if it doesn't. But you just don't realize the work and also the timing that it takes for these things to get delivered. So there's a lot of stuff Diana's working on behind the scenes. Ah, sounds uh, great. Andy, as always, uh, great to catch up with you. Uh, we will uh, we will not speak with you next Monday uh, or next few because it's uh, holidays. So you have That's yourself right. a wonderful Christmas and uh, a New Year's. And uh, we will talk to you in 2024. Thanks for being part of the show this year. We really appreciate it. So crazy. Love it. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of the year. Uh, hey, do you have a special uh, Christmas um, um, food that you make at Christmas? Uh, well, um, I, yes, I make a lot of things, but I love to make my stuffing. Everyone apparently loves my stuffing. That is something I have to make all the time. Hmm. Yes. And I have an apple tree in my backyard. So come fall, I pick the apples, you know, take them. And then I make some nice like apple pie or apple crumble. So all of that made by, by me. From scratch, my friend. Ooh, nice. Yes. I love it. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, Merry Christmas. Have a great holidays. We will chat with you next year. Merry Christmas. That's uh, Andy Petrillo joins us every Monday here on Sports 1440. Uh, We'll come back. We'll update you on the uh, month of giving and more on The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Welcome back Monday afternoon. How are you? Oilers, three games in the next four days. You'll be busy Tuesday, Thursday, and uh, Friday. So uh, try to mix in some of your uh, last-minute shopping. If you still got something to do, this might be the uh, the time to go do it tonight. Get her done. Of course, uh, St. Nick will be arriving this Sunday evening. Snuck up on us. So uh, Oilers in Long Island tomorrow. Then New Jersey on Thursday and uh, into New York to take on the Rangers on Friday. Basically, lots of time you just stay in one hotel and they uh, shuttle around. So it's a, there's three games in four days, but there's virtually no travel. It is not a, a taxing uh, trip at all for them. So uh, that part is good. I would expect Stuart Skinner to uh, get the start tomorrow night for the uh, orders. And then we'll see which, uh, which game uh, he gets against the uh, Devils or the Rangers. Like uh, if he wins against the Islanders, plays well, I'd go right back to him against the uh, and the against the Devils, and then say, "Hey, Calvin Pickard, team, be ready for the uh, second half against the Rangers on Friday." Then, of course, the orders are off, and they play next Thursday in San Jose, and then on the weekend, the thirtieth and thirty first, they have L.A. and Anaheim, and then they're home, and then they start the uh, twenty four portion of the season. With the game against Philly, then three days off. They got Ottawa. They have a very, very favorable January. Very favorable from rest as well as the uh, quality of competition. Uh, some very winnable games, shall we say, on that uh, schedule in January. 
We got a lot of texts to get to. We asked this one earlier, 833-401-1440. Leon Dreisaitl, we were doing the numbers in the early part of the show, if you missed it, how December has just been, it's his, it's his worst month historically in his career compared to other months. He scores goals at a much lower rate. His points per game is lower. Everything's lower. And uh, his plus minus is way worse, like minus 30. Whereas a lot of other months, it's plus 18, plus 24. So it's it's just an oddity. So we're asking, what were your reasons, real, fake, or funny, as to why Leon struggles in December? Well, Gregor, Leon backwards is spelled Noel. Maybe he likes to give more than receive. <laughs> From Chris. Chris, I like that. You never know. Maybe he's more of a giver than a receiver. We'll see. So, uh, well, the others hope that, uh, you know what? And the funny thing is, he'll get rolling in January and February. He's done it many other years. So uh, there's only six games left. I guess that's a positive for order fans. Uh, they do have a new line. Uh, look for him with uh, Nugent Hopkins and uh, and Fogel tomorrow night. And uh, they're taking on an Islanders team that has been leaking goals and chances. How about this? They have allowed in their last 10 games 36 shots against per game. They've only allowed one game with less than 33. So uh, the orders are going to be able to generate chances. They've been without their two best defensemen and Adam Pellick and Ryan Pulak. Pulak is still out. Pellick is a maybe. He might play uh, tomorrow night against the uh, the Edmonton Orders. We'll uh, see. So that would obviously be a big boost for the Islanders. We'll find out. Uh, games tonight that involve uh, that interest order fans. Uh, the Wild are in Pittsburgh to take on the Penguins after they got absolutely demolished by Toronto on the weekend, 7 nothing. The uh, Kraken are in Dallas taking on the Stars and the Panthers in Calgary to take on the Flames as uh, the orders are uh, trailing Seattle, Calgary, and Minnesota. So uh, if you're looking for some out-of-town scoreboard help, they could get it tonight. Gregor, I really enjoyed your interview earlier with uh, Colin Chuck. Uh, very honest answers amongst the players. After listening to him talk about Broberg, do you think we see him in Edmonton again this year? Well, like I had said when Broberg got sent down, my opinion hasn't changed. I think Philip Broberg needs to stay in the minors and play a ton for a long period of time. He hasn't played much hockey the last two seasons. Confidence is such a key factor for any player. Get some stability. Have him have some confidence. Enjoy the game again. Because, yeah, you know what? Once you get past, oh, yeah, you're in the minors. Guess what? After that, it's, hey, you're playing. You're having fun. You know, And good players live in the moment. They're not thinking about, well, I should be in the NHL. This is terrible. No, they're just like, man, I'm feeling my game again. Oh, I'm making plays. Right? That's what you want from Broberg. He's only 22. It's not like the guy's 25 and is like, oh, my goodness, if I don't make it this year, I'm out of the league. Not at all. Right? His whole career is ahead of him, really. So, I think uh, I would not rush Philip Broberg back at all. I see zero reason to bring Philip Broberg back unless there's an injury. I, I don't see any reason why I would, uh, I would consider doing it. Right. None. So not at all for me anyway. Uh, the other question we asked was, uh, Hey Gregor, what about um, Matt Murray? Well, Matt Murray had two years left on his deal when uh, Toronto acquired him from Ottawa. And when they acquired him, remember, they acquired him thinking he was going to be their start. It was the offseason. You know what? And uh, obviously it was a risk that didn't pan out. 
they kind of got out of it because, you know, put him in the minors, he's playing, whatever. I look at his, it's close to Jack Campbell for sure, but that was two years left. Right now, Campbell's three and a half years left. And it's going to be tough to move him. Not impossible, just difficult. Yeah, you, you can't, I don't think it's, it's protecting the management team by saying it's difficult to trade Jack Campbell. It could be easy if you want to add a boatload of assets to it. Hey, Gregor, I keep reading Merzlikens wants out of Columbus. Why not Campbell for Merzlikens? Well, from an order perspective, you do that. Like, trust me, if that trade was available, it would have been made a long time ago. Of course, the orders would say, yeah. Because at this point now, Elvis Merzlikens is 5.4 million bucks. So it's a little bit higher of a cap hit. Right, um, they both have the same. Uh, I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure Merzlikens has the same length left on the deal. So there, there's not, there's really no difference there. It's just the cap hit is is slightly higher for Merzlikens and Campbell. Yeah, he has three years left. So does Campbell. Now you look at uh, Elvis Merzlikens. I, I do wonder. Of course, his best friend was there. I, I think there's, you know, kind of like Adam Larson, just not wanting to play here. I do wonder about Merzlikens. Right. Uh, Merzlikens this year, hey, he has a 909 save percentage. In today's NHL, that's pretty good. So would the orders do it? In a heartbeat, they would. Of course they would. Because then even combined between Skinner and Merzlikens, you got $8 million in cap space for your goalies. It's not bad. But they're not just going to take Jack Campbell for Elvers Merzlikens. You're going to have to give, and I don't even think they're just going to take a one, like, oh, here's a first rounder for Merzlikens. Yeah, because it, it doesn't really free up any money for him. It frees up four hundred grand in cap space. That's it. And you're getting a guy who's got an eight eighty eight save percentage in the American League for a guy who has a nine oh nine in the NHL. Like it's it's got to cost you way more. So would I do it if I was Edmonton? Of course I would. But at what like what else do you have to add? Right? If it was Campbell and Broberg straight up. That's it? Well, of course you do that. Maybe Columbus, but how does that make Columbus any better? Right? Honestly, like, how does it make him better? So that's why, like, I would like to think you could get more than that for Mersley, because maybe I'm wrong. But like a 909 save percentage in today's NHL, man, that's good. I think people have to remember the difference of save percentages now. There's more goals in the NHL, so save percentages are down. Doesn't necessarily mean the goalies are worse as I've always argued. It's just that, guess what? Now, you need guys who can make saves, right? And they're not going to make as many because you got more east-west, you've got more side-to-side motion. It's harder for guys to make saves. But you look at Edmers Leakins, and his 909 is 15th in the NHL, and he's on a terrible team. I think Elvis Mers Leakins is the guy you want in a heartbeat for Jack Campbell, but you're going to have to give up a lot more, right? Like, even if Merzlikens wants out, that doesn't mean Columbus is just going to fold the tent and say, okay, sure, we'll get rid of a starting goalie and put us even further away from being competitive, right? Like, if, if you're trading for Merzlikens, I think they're you might have to throw in Campbell and Olivier Rodrigue and something else because they're going to say, well, we want some goalie here to fill a spot down the road, right? Because, like, Spencer Martin, I'm sorry, like, they claimed him on waivers. He's maybe a backup at best. Right? I think they'd want more. At least if it was me. 
Like I'm trading a guy who's who's on a bad team with those numbers. Imagine what Merzlikens might do behind a competent defense core. Yeah, I could see why order fans want him. I think it's good. So, I think it's good. But to me, again, you've got to uh, you've got to be willing to uh, to pay what they're asking because I just can't think it's going to be Jack Campbell in one prospect. Like, that's craziness to me. And hey, although it's Kaikalainen, so you never know, right? Maybe you try to fleece him. And maybe he gets more desperate for it to keep his... Because I got to think that guy's feeling the heat in Columbus. He's got to try to make a trade that's make him going to look good in the owner's eyes so he doesn't lose his job, which he probably should, regardless. <laughs> like, And honestly, if I'm the owner, am I trusting this guy to make a trade for my starting goaltender? I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. Hey, Greg's ooh, unknown uh, emailer comes in, uh, Gregor at sports1440.ca. What Connor didn't mention to you guys was uh, he wouldn't have made the playoffs even if it was a, an eight-team league. Signed, unanimous fan of Connor's Fantasy Football League. Ooh, Cons, one of your buddies is tripping you. Just spell my name right, buddy. That's all I ask. <laughs> I've never, you know, I didn't. The funny part was, I didn't even know Cons was struggling that much in his fantasy league. When I asked him, I just assumed you made the playoffs. No, he's really no. hit a hit a nerve there. I right told there. you, it's a touchy Jeez, subject really for me. Hit a nerve. I, ho- I host a fantasy sports show where I don't make the playoffs. I hear about it, get chirped on the streets. Uh, but no, yeah, it was a tough year for me. Can't lie. Hey guys, I think the team's good enough to win a cup with a nine oh nine. Bite the bullet and pay what it costs. Get it done, El Nate. Well, El Nate, you might not be wrong. Right? So I guess if it's Broberg, Rodrig, Campbell, would you do it? I think you probably would. Columbus might want the first, though. Now, that might be too much, right? I could already say, hey, that's too much. But we'll see. The other thing is Edmonton actually gains 400K in salary cap there. So they might want to, you know, they might want to throw in a piece of money going the other way. Now, to me, is there a potential? And here's where, is there a potential for a bigger trade, possibly? And the only concern is when I look at Columbus's right defense, I don't see one. Well, they're not going to, you know, Damon Severson, the owners don't have the cap space to do it. Plus, I don't think he's a $6 million player. But if you if they would have had a right D, then you make a bigger deal. And you get a right D and Merzlikens. But Elvis Merzlikens, that's the guy that makes a lot of sense at what cost. And how high of a price would you pay? I think the orders will try to wait. Right? Because I don't think... Because the other advantage they have is... Like, how many other teams are really looking for a starter? Because that's if you're getting Elvis Merzlikens, it's a starter. and I know Or 1A, 1B. Right? Like, there's not a lot of teams that are looking for it. And a lot, a lot of teams don't have the cap space. Like, that's the only benefit of Campbell is if at least if you move them out, you're moving out a lot of cap space, right? That's the only benefit. So, and it's one where, by the way, the uh, trade freeze is tomorrow night at midnight. So just in case you're wondering, tomorrow night at midnight is when you have to make your pre-Christmas trade. I'm, I don't expect one for the orders tomorrow. We'll come back with five questions, update you in a month of giving to more on the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Rolling through a lovely... Monday afternoon, one week away from Christmas Day. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Lots of, uh, lots of time. Lots of time. If you're a last second shopper. Some of you have, uh, as we mentioned on Friday show, some of you have shopped at 7-Eleven for Christmas gifts. You're probably down to basically lottery tickets at that point. So, you know what? Save the stress. Just go to playalberta.ca if you want to get some lottery tickets for someone for Christmas. Best way to do it. It's way easier. Let's uh, <laughs> uh, shopping at 7-Eleven, man. That is a classic. It's like, remember when they used to have those burgers at 7-Eleven? Oh, God, they probably still have them, but they were the worst. Ugh, terrible. But I know, hey, lots of people. Few too many wobblies, and you'd crush those. You thought they tasted great. Let's get to five questions brought to you by the Brick and the Boxing Week Early Access Sale uh, ends today. You can save up to twelve hundred dollars off of uh, big screen TVs. You get free local shipping and seventeen hundred dollars off sectionals right now at the Brick and the Brick dot com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. Turn my mic on. All right, Gregor. Five games left in the 2023 calendar year for the Oilers. What will their record be in these five games? Six games, my man. Six. Oh, man. I'm rattled. Yeah, you are rattled. Uh, yeah, hey, no wonder you can't win in fantasy. I so. can't even count. Three-game road trip here and a three-game road trip out west. I say the Oilers go four and two. Oh, the dang New Year's Eve game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, San, yeah. San Jose and Anaheim, like... I'm not going to say it's a guaranteed win in San Jose. We know what happened the last time, but uh, pretty sure they can't lose to the Sharks twice in the same year, can they? Sure hope not. Sure hope not. Uh, I'm going to go optimistic. They find their game 5-1 and one hmm. on this road trip, undefeated in Cali. Good measuring stick game for them on the 30th Ooh. against uh, the Kings. Yes. So 5-1, and one. one of the losses in the back-to-back games they have. A question number two for you today, Gregor. Jacques Martin and Daniel Alfredson behind the bench in Ottawa. How do you think they'll fare with a new coaching duo? Ooh. Wow. Hey, man. Um, uh, you know what? They could get a bump for sure. I, I. It's interesting. Now, maybe it's totally different, but bringing in Jacques Martin reminds me a little bit of when the orders brought in Ken Hitchcock. 
And uh, to me, it's a stopgap situation that at the end of the day, if if he can instill some defensive acumen in the players, then it'll be worth it. But really, that's what at best, they're not making the playoffs. I don't think they're salvaging this season. And the problem is, Ottawa might just ruin their chances of a, a high, like, you're a third away through the season. Like, they would have to go on an absolute killer run to get in. That's the problem. They got way too many. Like, they got even a shorter. Like, they were where the orders were five weeks ago. And Edmonton went 10 and 5 and, and moved up a few spots. So, I think what's going to happen is Ottawa might just push themselves out of a bottom five pick. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm intrigued by it. We kind of thought this might happen, even though maybe it shouldn't have when Martin was brought in there. Uh, Alfredson, didn't he hop behind the bench when they were playing in Sweden? I don't know how it's going to work out, but I'm entertained by it to see what does happen. And you're right, they, they could not they could hurt themselves potentially long-term with this one. Uh, question number three came up on Fantasy Frenzy today, as it seems to always on Mondays because we're uh, big on the hot takes. Who is your NFL MVP right now? Um, ooh, that's a really good question. I, it's hard for me to go in San Fran because I think they're both good. So they cancel each other out. So God, from week to week, it changes. Um, I still might go with Hertz. I I know that they do are and are both having great years and might cancel each other out to some people. But I, I think Christian McCaffrey, he's got 300 more rushing yards in the next closest or 250. Uh, he's a threat in the passing game. I think he makes life a lot easier for Brock Purdy, even though Brock Purdy's putting up outstanding numbers and is second in the league in passing. For those who want to call him a game manager, he can move the ball downfield. But uh, I think Christian McCaffrey, but it's a biased award, so we'll see. Uh, question number four for you. On this day, Gregor, back in 1993, the MGM Grand opened up in Las Vegas. So when you go to Vegas, what is your go-to hotel and casino? Well, it's probably always the MGM. That's the one I've stayed at the most. So uh, I know there's lots of other good ones and um, that I want to stay at that I haven't. I haven't been there in a long time. So, um, yeah, that would be the one because I've stayed at the most. But there's definitely other ones I'd like to stay at that I haven't, like Little Caesars and a few others. You? Ooh, uh, favorite, I mean, for the, the nostalgia behind it, going with the boys, that Flamingo was always a good time. I, I always have good memories there. Um, Ashley and I went to Bellagio, and it was beautiful, so I, I liked Bellagio facing the fountains. As for a casino, New York, New York. Been in there a couple times. I don't know what it is, if it's the hot dogs from Nathan's, or maybe I've just had good luck, but always a big fan of uh, New York. New York never actually stayed in the hotel, though, just to hit up the casino a couple times. Final question for you. We're a week away from Christmas. On this day in 1966, The Grinch, or How the Grinch Stole Christmas, debuted. So what is a must-watch Christmas movie for you? Something you do annually. You? Go ahead. There's a couple. There's a couple. I'll say my favorite, though, Home Alone and Christmas Vacation. Yeah, my son's really into Home Alone, so that's that's one on our books right now. Um, Love Actually is always... Uh, one that I like to watch. Just, uh, I like that movie. It's uh, got a lot of humor in it. Uh, it's funny. My wife's not a real big fan of watching movies she's already seen, and I'm like the I'm like what? What do you mean? What well, she goes? I already know what's coming. I'm like, come on. So, yeah, that's the. Uh, she will watch that one with me. But yeah, those those are the two. There's. 
Uh, I do watch the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, too, with my son. So some of the ones that bring me back to when I was a kid, I like. Right, just the Charlie Brown Christmas one, it still makes me laugh when they start the dancing. <laughs> right, and you got Snoop, and he's just killing it on the dance floor. Oh, so funny. But, yeah, those would be my three. I will say, like, I know you can go on Netflix now. Like, every year there's, like, those new Hallmarks. Yeah. They call them a different name. It's the exact same movie. It's just with different characters, but it's basically the exact same premise every time. So I can't get into any of those. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. You're talking person goes to small town. Oh, God. Finds a person they love. Worse. Yeah. At the old Christmas tree festival or yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 And at first they don't, and then yeah. it's like, no, okay. Like, come on now. Have you ever gotten with someone that you really hated and didn't get along with? Because I know that happens in the movies. Does that ever happen in real life? Any of you? Like, usually if I can't stand her, I'm just like, why do I want to talk to her? Like, I'm out. Like, I don't like, oh, this is fun. Hanging out with someone I can't stand. Like, I don't know. I've never, I don't even know any friends that I've seen do that. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe a coworker, somebody does it, you know, ah, I didn't like this person or her or she or him at work, whatever, and then eventually they did. But it seems like it, like every movie has it, and it doesn't seem very realistic. doesn't happen very often. So, Well, you have to find out that they're misunderstood, right? I think that's always how. Or like they're, they're dealing with something that made them that way. But I, I'm like you. I think once once you dislike someone, you're moving on. It's true. It's hard for me to reverse that trend, especially it would be romantically. I mean, like that'd be a tough one. So, is there a Seinfeld episode like that? There's got to be one, or it could be just like a terrible personality. Well, no, but George okay, no, is stuck. Well, Costanza always tried to say, "Oh, trust me, I'll wear them down." Costanza, <laughs> right? He always thinks that happens. So, um, that was his whole thing. George would be like, "You know what? Eventually, I wear them down." So I guess that would be kind of the strategy with George, right? That was his thing. So he was confident that it worked. But no. We'll see. 4.57. Time for a sports 14.40 update. When we come back, we'll get into the final hour of the month of giving. We've had a great uh, first three hours. We'll, uh, I always know how to lie. We've already had people, hey, when's it end? It always ends at 5.50-ish. So you got some time. We'll tell you what it is. Sports update brought to you by Booster Juice. Visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and re-energize. Or you can download the new Booster Juice Rewards app and earn, order, and enjoy. Check it out at Booster Juice.